0: Together we can love our bodies again,
1: here on the Grayscale. Hi Hi. (laughs) (laughs) guys, (laughs) I'm Sierra, and I'm Chrissy, and this is the Grayscale podcast. Um, We're going to start today's episode a little differently, something flirty and fun
2: and new we love um so you guys have heard the usual stuff you know the drill email us or dm us with questions let us know if you want merch
1: rate review subscribe etc all of that and now we're going to introduce our guest for this week Emma Williams hi Emma hello how are you we're so glad that you're here um so tell us a little bit about yourself Yes, I am so pumped. I feel like I'm your little
3: stalker that, I mean, <laughs> Chrissy is like honestly my inspiration for everything. And I like I <laughs> non-stop stalk her Instagram. I have so many screenshots of just her posts just like on my phone. And then, um, but I am pumped to be here. I am Emma. Um, I have known Chrissy since sixth grade, I believe. And oh, we're okay. friends through middle school and high school. Um, and we're still friends to this day. Yes. Even though we're far away, which I hate, but it's fine. I know. <laughs> it's um, I am a domestic violence advocate. I work in a courthouse to help um victims of domestic violence and sexual assault get orders of protection against their abusers. Um, I also train 40 hour training, stuff like that. Um, and I'm a grad student. I'm working to become a counselor in clinical mental health. Um, which I'm very passionate about and a lot of my friends do not like because I'm like tell me about your feelings why aren't you <laughs> going to counseling go to therapy um but I, I, I think it's amazing <laughs> so so um yeah I have two cats which I adore and I'm sure will make an appearance in one way or another
1: um Ours but, do from time to time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm just so proud of you. Yeah. I mean, a literal queen. Literally. Amazing. Doing Thank the Lord's you. work, truly. Actually. Yeah. I mean, it's a roller coaster, but it
3: is really fun. And I think one of our volunteers the other day told me I bring life to the courthouse, and I like almost cried. Yeah. I was like, that's so nice. I'm like, I try really hard to be positive. And she was like, oh, I was talking about your hair and clothes. But yeah, that too. Oh my like, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever works for you.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. So um, we wanted to bring up a little current event um, that happened, I think, la- last week, late last week, or maybe over the weekend. Um, By the time this airs, it'll
1: probably be about two weeks. Right. Right. (laughs) Um,
2: Of course. But um, I really wanted to talk about kind of what just went down with Demi Lovato and the Big Chill, which for those of you that are unfamiliar with what happened, um, the Big Chill is a frozen yogurt shop in Los Angeles, and they have a lot of like you know, um, gluten-free op- like there's like gluten-free cookies and sugar-free cookies and dairy-free and all these things. And they sort of are in an attempt to cater to people with food restrictions, um, or sensitivities, which I think inherently we can already say like food restrictions may, could, could be perceived as problematic, but yes, absolutely. Case, yes. Um, Demi Lovato went into this frozen yogurt shop and, um, was so triggered by the time that she got to the counter that she didn't end up ordering anything and she left. And then she kind of, um, well, not kind of, she very publicly called out this frozen yogurt shop, um, because she was so triggered and, um, and then ended up posting DMs between her and the yogurt shop and, and just things like that. And it was kind of, um, it was not taken very well by the public. And I would love to get into it because obviously this is kind of about exactly what we talk about. Um, and I just think it's such an interesting topic of conversation because I think that both sides, there's a lot of validity to both sides. Um, so
1: take it away. <laughs> you. Um, you wanna go ahead, Chrissy. Okay. Yeah. So. I, <laughs>
3: I will fully admit that I only have seen this because I pay very close attention to Bravo drama and some (laughs) housewives have given their two cents. So I don't really know anything about the, like the shop or anything like that. But um, in a very general sense, I see both sides pretty clearly where obviously there are triggers. There are triggers to eating disorders or really just recovery of an unhealthy food relationship everywhere you go. Um, but on the other end, I think it's our own responsibility to like meld our triggers or be able to react to them in a healthy and positive way. Mm Um, I'm recovering from eating disorders. I, I, I mean, I haven't like really been, I haven't been diagnosed again in years, but I, I believe that you're kind of always in recovery from it. It is is a form of addiction and alcoholics don't just like stop being alcoholics. Mm -hmm. There's always that relationship that you have to work on. Um, and I definitely have my triggers. I really don't like cooking anymore, cooking for a long time. I'm like, ew, then I'm thinking about it too much and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's my responsibility to not sign up for cooking classes, not plan a date where it's going to be us cooking for a long time. It's my responsibility to make sure that I'm in a situation that I'm comfortable with. And if I do get overwhelmed, then I should have a plan or I would like to have a plan to make sure that I feel comfortable sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. So going into the store where you immediately have a bad reaction, don't stay. You don't have to be there a whole time. It's a store that is allowed to do whatever they want. And is the dieting culture and restricting culture and stuff like that definitely harmful to a very large population? Absolutely. But I think calling out one specific store Mm -hmm. isn't gonna change that culture at all. You're just picking a battle that, there are too many people on the other side. Yeah
2: I, I do agree with you in that sense. and I feel like um, I feel like one of the the arguments on behalf of this of the big chill was that it's a women a woman owned business. Um, it's, it's it's a small business. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people felt like she, as a celebrity with this huge platform, was kind of attacking this smaller business over something that's kind of, you know, quote unquote trivial yeah. <laughs> in the general eye. And I think the argument that I would like to make on her behalf is that, um, and I was actually just talking about this with my boyfriend, but <laughs> but I think that this is an issue that gets skirted over a lot. Um, yeah. I think that, that the general public, because so many people in this Country and kind of just in society in general, because not just this country, right? <laughs> I really yes. adhere to diet culture um, and are, are very enveloped in it and participate in it, and that is fine. That uh, it's your own choice, your body, your choice. Um, but I think that she got really attacked by a lot of her fans um, who who don't necessarily see the importance in the larger issue that she was discussing. And I do agree that it was maybe a little bit point, not pointless, but um, not necessarily the best course of action to attack this one small business, uh, one thing, because I think it is a larger issue. And I think the point she was getting at is a much larger issue. So the execution, you know, left a lot to be desired. But I, I do think that that people are are kind of treating her like this sort of like crazy emotional, overly emotional woman who's just like right. in recovery for all these things. And so like we don't really need to take her seriously. And that's the part that I'm having an yeah. issue with, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Um, I don't really pay attention to a lot of, like, celebrity gossip or celebrity.
0: celebrity,
1: um, Celebrity. Um, because, like, it just is not, like, where my interests lie. But when I heard about this, I didn't really think a lot about it. Because Demi's been in the news a lot for a lot of things. Yeah. About yeah. her California sobriety and things. And they yeah. aren't necessarily things that I, you know, align with. But it's, like, also none of my business. She's her own person. Yeah. You know, whatever. I... I as well, like there's a certain extent where I'm like, I understand where she's coming from. Like I can go into stores and like, I have a huge aversion to sugar-free because I attach it to diet culture and unhealthy eating habits. Right. And I think she does too. Yeah. And so like, I purposely do not buy things that are sugar-free because I'm trying to like stick up for myself in a way. Yeah. Um, so I get it, but I think there's also like To be totally frank, like frozen yogurt as a culture is based in diet culture. It's like,
2: she made that argument. She was like, I think a lot of people who are in (laughs) eating disorder recovery gravitate or not even, I mean, people who are in like the throes of eating disorders will gravitate towards frozen yogurt because it's advertised as low calorie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't even think about that, That (laughs) it totally went over my
3: head.
1: I was like, I love ice cream. I'm don't thinking. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do think that with a person who has a large platform, whether they asked for it or, or, didn't has an obligation uh, or not an obligation, they have an expectation to behave a certain way. Cause people look up to them and, um, having, I think to your, both of your points, like, her comments have a huge impact but I think she there's a slight miss in the point of is she mad at this specific store maybe but like the problem isn't the store the problem is the culture altogether I agree and I think that's what maybe the people who gave her some bad backlash about are missing but I think that's also where her argument was missed as well
3: yeah right I think that like We can have this conversation and say, we understand what her bigger image issue is, but not to like pat ourselves on the back, but we are a lot more emotionally mature and able to have these conversations than so many other people are. So us being able to say like, I get where she's coming from. So I'm going to stand up for her in this way is excellent because she obviously needs those people. But at the same time, with the platform she has, she does, I don't really know if it's like obligation, but she has a sense of responsibility
2: that she needs to be making her points clear and be thinking yeah. about what she's saying. That was kind of, so that was kind of my boyfriend's argument. <laughs> <He> <laughs> saying that, you know, like, it. Be she has a responsibility to get the facts, right? and And yeah. before yeah. having this, you know, and I also like, I'm somebody that has done a lot of work on like when I when I come at a conversation I just know in like myself I have to come at it when I'm no longer in a reactive state yeah, yeah. um and and you know like I think that that because she and she publicly did say you know like I'm, I am an emotional person. I'm a human and I react and I probably should have (laughs) waited and I, and I agree with her. And I think that that's, that's a big part of this. And, you know, his argument was kind of that, you know, she should have, waited until she had all the facts to react so publicly given her platform and and that i i do agree with and i think that she did that was the thing that she did apologize for um i think that what people were upset about in the aftermath is that she didn't completely a hundred percent backpedal and say oh i'm so sorry i was wrong because what she said was you know i stood up for something i believe in and i don't regret it and i think people that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way but I, I commend her for that
3: yeah yeah i think i think that is awesome i yeah. think that if if you are standing up for something that you believe in and yeah you may have gone about it the wrong way apologizing for going about it the wrong way and not saying that you reg- regret what you did absolutely awesome go for it um and i see her bigger picture and the point within it which i agree with So I'm not going to be, like, pissed off that she did this. We're all humans. And the reaction of it is, in a perfect world, would she have not reacted in that way? And would she have written a very eloquent, eloquent, oh, I can't even say the word, (laughs) eloquently worded text or tweet and put it out there after she had thought about it and gotten all the facts and it would have really been a bigger picture thing that she just alludes to as being triggered from this small business that she doesn't ever name then yeah that would be perfect but it's not that and we can all sit here and criticize in some ways or have our own ideas and thoughts about it but when I text my friends a slew of swear words about something that 10 minutes later I'm no longer mad at that's not public right I don't have to then stand up for my reaction where I think that most of the time I would probably be like was that very mean yes but I stand by my thoughts like which is good but also I have the chance a lot of the time to be able to step back because I am not this famous person I I work in a county courthouse like I don't have this big following or anything like that so I think part of it is just really acknowledging that like being a celebrity is hard and she was thrown into this young yeah and she she doesn't really have the emotional maturity that we
2: can say that we have I mean she started doing drugs really young and well and beyond that too I mean she's in recovery for so many things and yeah. that is not my speaking you know I'm not like slandering her I no I, no well, I think she's fucking iconic yeah. <laughs> um,
3: she's on a she is on a difficult journey and she is yes. saying publicly I am struggling and I am doing my best and I think that that is so commendable yeah yeah like almost normalizing that people have really tough lo- times in their life and to say like I'm not going to back down from this fight mm-hmm. for myself not yes. for any of my fans or anything like that but I- I'm doing this for myself I think is amazing yeah, yeah. and it- another thing where it's great that she's normalizing but I'm sure it would be 10 times easier if she was doing it in private right yeah right because you're gonna trip up and totally. you're gonna So it's, it sucks that all of her small little mishaps are very public and very blown out of proportion now.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Well, we could probably talk about this forever, but we want to get to (laughs) know you. Yes. Um, well, Chrissy already knows you,
1: but I want to get to know you. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Let's get right into it it
1: here. So, um, Emma, how would you describe your own relationship with your body?
3: Well, so that has been, a long coming journey.
0: Yes.
3: Um, I think currently it is the best it has probably ever been. I appreciate my body for what it does for me and how it continues to function no matter what shit I've put it through in the past. And the fact that I find not all the time, but there are definitely points where I find myself beautiful, which is just a wonderful feeling to not only appreciate, but to love parts or all of your body. Um, for a long time, you're we a frenemies where I would pretend like I was the shit. And then I would go home and be so pissed off about one little thing or one bump or curve or something like that. Um, but I think I'm, I'm learning to love those parts where I'm like, it's a handle, it's not a bump. Or something like where if I didn't have this, then I wouldn't have this, which I do love so much. Mm-hmm. So if it's the journey that's getting me me there or the vessel that has gotten me so far, then I need to be able to appreciate it for what it is. And I think I'm working on doing that. And some days are better than others, but yeah. overall it is much better than beginning of college. Like if I told freshman year emma that i would like be doing all of this stuff she would be like you're an idiot and that's not true yeah (laughs) so it's nice to be able to like look back and be like wow i'm so much i'm in a much better place
2: than i was then yeah that's amazing yeah thank you makes me really happy to hear that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. I mean, I think I, I really identify with what you said about that phase of mm-hmm. the journey where you're like, no, I'm hot shit to all your friends. Yeah. But then you go home and like pick yourself apart in the mirror. Cause I think, yeah. I think so many of us are, have like either been there or are there or right. like haven't quite gotten there yet, but are going to get there. <laughs> yeah. um, and And it's a difficult place to be in, I think, because, you know, it's, it's so, words are so hard because they can mean nothing, but they can also mean everything. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when they are coming from like
3: the most important person in your life, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It can, or like, or it's something that you are retelling from another person that you really care about that those dig really deep. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it is just a word, but like that sticks with you and is the cloud that is following you around wherever you do things. I also think that phase can be like really awesome though. Cause I think I remember being in that phase and giving my friends so many pep talks because I was so good at like presenting well, a lot of my friends would come to me with like issues about their body and I could give them like the most kick-ass pep talk about what is going on, and then turn around and do the opposite to myself. But I use the words that I used to tell them for myself now. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're coming out of that phase when you like look at the mirror and you're like, "Oh, I am a badass." And then you're like, "Whoa, I just said that."
1: Yeah. And- I mean, that phase for me was what started everything. Like I, I went to college not being able to say like a single thing I liked about myself. And it wasn't until I would like, just be like, well, I'm not shit. Like it is what it is. And whether or not I believed it, I would say it. And then it would, you know, osmosis style would just kind of like sink into my skin. And I would like, and I started to, to see it as true and it was actually that kind of, um, I don't know, energy that really like helped me find right. things I love about myself. Cause exactly. I would say it to other people, I would say it about myself. And eventually I was just like, no,
2: nope, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting too, is I think that that
2: part of the journey that we are you know talking about is actually where you and I started to become really close As friends sure. because we, I think we were that, but to each other, Yeah, you know, and then we would go yeah. and on ourselves, but at yeah. least like, we knew that we had that one person that was like, okay, I know this person's going to, going to be there yeah. for me, as, on my good days and on my bad days. Right. Yeah. And
3: any day, there's always something that's like good because it's not, it's not that, oh, I got done up to go to this party or, oh, I did this. It's that when you smile, the ways your eye, the way your eyes crinkle is so cute. And like, it's stuff like that, that really is the essence of a person that when someone is in your life that can compliment them, feels so amazing. And then being able to find them in yourself is feels even better. Yeah, because now you're like, oh, it's good that I am wrinkly, like people like my wrinkles and stuff like that, where it's, Mm -hmm. it's nice to be able to be like that shows that I smile a lot or that I'm expressive. And I like that I'm expressive, because there are things about my personality that I can say, oh, I really like that. But my body reflects my personality, my body reflects who I am. So appreciating the reflection of the things that I enjoy so much about myself, I should enjoy those things that are reflecting it too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that we're also taught so much that we just shouldn't like gas ourselves up because that's, you know, quote unquote conceited. Yeah. I think that there's a very big difference between, between being self-obsessed and being obsessed with yourself, because (laughs) I think you, I think everybody should be obsessed with themselves. Absolutely. I think everybody should be obsessed with their life partner and everybody should be, obsessed with themselves, you yes. know, because, and I, their cats, yes, and their cats, <laughs> yeah, obviously, that goes without us, yes.
1: yeah. but, you well, know, that's easy, I, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, and I do think there's, there's a lot of, um, I mean, I, this is kind of off topic, but very relevant at the same time, where I also yeah. love that, you know, saying something like, I love, like, the crinkle in your eyes," something that people often will find very self-conscious, but it's a compliment that's not about something that's going to change. And I yeah. love that. Yes. And yeah. that's, I mean, I talk about this a lot when, when people comment like on someone's body, yeah. like whether it's you gain weight, lose weight, whatever, that's something that can, can fluctuate and change depending on yeah. who you are as a person and like how your body works. But like those little things are so nuanced and beautiful and, and personal and they aren't going to change. And that's like, when you learn to love those things, like that's almost as important as learning to love your body as it's like as a whole yeah 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 yeah
3: I feel like it's at least the way that I've kind of approached it is I when I like started talking about or really delving into like my journey with my body people were like well you're hot so just like feel better and I'm like I am hot but I hate it and (laughs) um so I was always kind of told, like, just love the whole thing. Like, just start loving it. And that never worked with me. So yeah. I, I kind of had to work like it was a puzzle where I was like, I like this one piece. And I'll really enjoy this one piece while I can. And then if I can add another piece, then I'll do that. Mm. And, like, then you have to, like, grow on it. I, it definitely wasn't a starting to love all of me all at once. It mm. was, I like this thing. And I can like this thing. And I like, my pinky nails were it for such a long time. I have very dainty pinky nails. (laughs) And I was, I'm always like, and if I can't feel cute, my pinky nails look cute. So like that's, there's always like this one thing that I would be able to look at to make myself feel better. And then I was able to grow off of that. It wasn't just overnight. I woke up and I was like, oh, I realized I'm beautiful or anything like that.
2: I think that that is so well articulated um, in terms of sort of like, I think how the body positivity journey yeah. looks. And obviously it looks different for everybody, but I, yeah. but I really identify with what you just said. And I think a lot of other people are going to identify with that, or if yeah. they haven't gotten there yet, again, they're going to get there. And I think that's yeah. special. And
1: that's also really obtainable yeah. stepping stone. It's yes. Like, can you find mm-hmm. things? that you like about yours even yourself. if it's yeah. a, even if it's your pinky nail you know? yeah even if it's just your pinky
3: nail yes yeah or like a single tooth you like the shape of that single tooth I love I that. I ran a body positivity workshop for my sorority when I was in college which I think is kind of funny because <laughs> when I started doing it I was a hundred pounds like not eating I wouldn't eat in my sorority house or anything like that. So it's funny that I was like, but body positivity. Um, But it did, it really helped me too. And I was really doing, running it so I could continually go through it myself. Yeah. Um, But my favorite activity was like, stand in front of a mirror, fully naked and compliment yourself. Just like, this is you take off all your makeup. Don't do your hair. This is you. What do you like? And just, and it, it didn't have to be anything about your body. Just compliment yourself, just stand there like birthday suit. You have no protection. (laughs) It's only you. Yeah. What are you going to say? Yeah. That I would do when I was in college, I did that every week and I would try and challenge myself. I could overlap two compliments and then I had to think of a new third one. So then it was stuff like that where Doing all of these activities where it had to be like regimented for me, where I am actively working on this to feel any better. But now I'm just like, wow, that is a fun activity. And also, now I love being naked. (laughs) I wear clothes. I relate. I
2: also love being naked all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. let's, let's keep going here. Um, I think this is a really excellent jumping off point. Um, What are some ways that you take care of your body?
3: So this one, I was like, I want to talk about this because it's difficult to think about. Yeah. I think that like, so I'm like, oh, well, I take care of my body by eating. And then I am very clumsy and hurt myself all the time and like all the stuff. But so I had to like, kind of sit back and think like what do I do to take care of my body Mm -hmm. and I realized that like I have very I have routines for sleeping and stuff like that that are all have to do with my body Mm. so every night before I go to bed I make myself a cup of tea either sleepy time or chamomile and then I put lotion on my whole body do like face moisturizer and like cleansing and stuff like that and then I do yoga facing every four walls of my bedroom, which for me is like a grounding thing where I'm like, I'm safe in this space, but also has to do with like my body. Mm-hmm. So that is taking care of my body and making sure that I move and that I'm kind of comfortable in the skin that I'm in where I love it. I just get to be like, oh, and now, my, now this spot on my leg is super soft or like something like that, where it's. I get to just kind of like care for the skin that I'm in. And I think that it has, I realized that a lot of the care is definitely like skin stuff. Mm -hmm. I take care of my skin more than anything else. And I also just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. I think those are some,
2: I'm sure I've
3: talked about others.
2: (laughs) i need to i need to be better at that i i mean I, that's amazing yeah that's amazing that yeah. you that you put your that you make yourself such a priority in that way and i i'm really admire yeah. that thank you
3: i don't i did not start it for my body mm-hmm. and i only realized it all
1: had to do with my body because i was asked this question so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean It's so interesting, like, when you have to think about, like, okay, well, what do I actually do to take care of my body? Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm, like, is there anything? I actually think I treat my body pretty poorly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, for example, like, I'll hurt myself skating, and I'm just, like, it's nothing. It'll get (laughs) better on its own. (laughs)
3: Like, yeah, I mean, you know that I do that, too, is that when I hurt myself, I am, like, power through it baby girl you got this it's you don't have to I've like broken my hand never got it set I have buckled all my wrists didn't go to the doctor for months I displaced two discs in my spine and didn't even tell my parents for three months oh wow like I just I will hurt myself and then I'm like
1: time to buckle up we got this (laughs) which I don't that's like a like a not to like be binary, but like such a woman thing. I was literally just going to say that.
2: (laughs) I, I think that as women, especially like, you know, women who have a menstrual cycle and a uterus, (laughs) um, I think that we are, uh, we expect of ourselves and we are expected by society to kind of just like do it all while bleeding. We can do everything yeah. man can do, and we can do it while we're bleeding, which frankly yes. is kind of bullshit because, yeah. uh, and you know, we're going to have a wonderful friend of mine on the podcast at some point yeah. to talk about this, because she has done a lot of work on this. And I think it's really incredible right. and really important. Um, yeah. but it's, it's so important to rest. Mm-hmm. And I know yes. I've said this before on the podcast, but the. The, the day, like the twenty four hour period, is is based on a on a male body cycle. Yeah. Versus a female cycle, which is a month long. Yeah. And right. so yeah. our day to day should not look the same as a man's, like at all. It just shouldn't. That's such a good thought. Crazy. I don't think I've ever really thought about that. Right. But I just to kind of go back to the question here. That was sort of a side. <laughs> yeah. But Chrissy, I think that you've done several things, at least in the last month, that I can think of to take care of
1: yourself. One of which is going to the dentist. I was actually just (laughs) thinking about that. I was like, I actually am going to get my wisdom tooth removed that's been bothering me. Yes. Really? I'm I'm so so bothered. I never I know that's awesome. I I haven't gone to the dentist in years because I just don't like it. So I don't go. Mm, Fair I went to the dentist after well I hadn't gone since pre-COVID and then I finally went and then because because my wisdom tooth broke through and it was hurting me so badly and I was like I had gone to previous consultations and they're like you don't have to get them out and then I finally was like I "I want them buckle up
3: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's awesome and also ice skating yeah obviously you get like you get hurt (laughs) but And then taking care of yourself after that is important. But ice skating is something that you mentally love to do and also is physically good for you. So it's good for your body and soul. That's not just, it's not just like, oh, I'm doing this because my body needs it or anything like that. It's you're doing it because you enjoy it. And that's even better overall. But for day cycles, I take naps all the time. I love that's, that. That's a good I thing for my body. Now. I took a nap today before we are recording. I literally touched up my makeup and then slept like this and then was like, okay, time to do this.
2: Wow. <laughs> Honestly, you're an icon. <laughs> so I'm like blown away.
1: Let's be best friends. Yes, um, please. Shall we keep going? Let's keep going. So So um, this next question is, what are some habits around food that you'd like to change or work on? It's a tricky one.
3: So- I restrict is, was like my main eating disorder kind of thing was restricting. And I have learned to almost use food as a punishment
0: Mm.
3: where I will either eat food that I know is healthy, but I don't like if I like need to eat around someone, I am definitely, I I hide my eating stuff. I talk about it all the time, but then I hide the actions and stuff like that. Interesting. So I will use either food that I don't like as a punishment for like doing something wrong. And it doesn't even have to do with my body. It can be like, oh, I messed up at work today. So now instead of eating mac and cheese for dinner, you have to eat a tomato salad and you're going to hate every single second of it. Mm. But you're going to be doing that, or I will say, like, because you didn't get this homework done, you don't get to have two quesadillas. You only can have one quesadilla, kind of thing. So I think that punishing myself in general is probably not the best idea, but especially around food, I have to use. I I would like to start thinking of food as more of um, a gift or fuel, where it is not something that I am, I'm not doing anything wrong by living the best life that I can and everyone makes mistakes. So punishing myself when society and the outward world are already doing that for me <laughs> is not going to be beneficial for anyone involved. Cause yeah. then I'm just going to be cranky and, or not have enough energy to do anything because I haven't eaten and then it just becomes a cycle of doing it over and over again to the point where I'm unhealthy again. And I don't want to get to that point. So I think reducing the restriction even more is better. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in a much better place than I have been before, but anything like that. And I haven't purged in like a year and a half. So that is something that I'm really proud of. That's
2: yeah. Can I ask so, you a, a little yeah. bit, of a, well, I mean, it's, it's definitely related, but I, and you don't have to answer this if, if it's uncomfortable, but where do you think that habit stems from? Purging? No, the, the. the
3: restriction? The
2: punishment.
3: Oh, okay. Hmm. So I definitely think that all of it has to do with control in some sort of sense is mm-hmm. that I. I really started restricting and also purging when I was going through a very bad breakup that
0: like,
3: mm. I shouldn't have been in the relationship in the first place, but all of it was abusive. And during the breakup process, my other friends were being used kind of against me to tell me that I wasn't pretty enough or that I was too fat to be in that relationship. Jesus. Um, so <laughs> then like, then moving so it became this thing where I was like well I can control how hot I am I can like I can get skinny and I can get skinny fast so if you think that that's why you're losing me then watch what you've lost Mm. kind of thing but then as a punishment it kind of became like when I was in that relationship he used food as a punishment where it would be like we were going to go out to dinner And then if I said something that he didn't like, then he would just drop me off at home. But Mm -hmm. I was hiding from my parents what was going on. So I would just tell them that we already did eat or like Uh that we did go to dinner and stuff like that. So it stems from like other people around me doing it by choice or inadvertently where like, if someone's upset, sometimes they just don't want to eat, which is fine. But if, if they're doing it around me, then it feels like it's this punishment that I have made them upset, or I have made them not want to eat. So I don't know if Chrissy has noticed this. But when I'm like, when there's a meal, I'm like, Oh, do you need more? Do you need anything else? Are you sure you have the food that you need and stuff like that? Because I think that I, one, don't want anyone to think that I am trying to hinder them from any relationship with food, mm. but also because I want to make sure that they know they're allowed to eat around me kind of thing. And, like, I want them to nourish their bodies.
1: I think that's an excellent habit to be in. I mean, I definitely noticed you've done that, but I always just equated it to, to like, a maternal Oh, well, that too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> that also. I, yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank you for sharing that. The
2: The reason that I asked is because I feel like very often things like that tend to be um, sort of a learned behavior. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think that you absolutely just confirmed that. But thank, <laughs> yeah, thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, yeah uh, of course. And I think this is actually, an, an again, an excellent jumping off point for this yeah. next question. Um, have you ever been the target of fat phobic prejudice or bullying?
3: Yes. I mean, okay, so with that relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think that that relationship and the way that it ended with my like body being the target of all of it, was so difficult for me because that had happened to me in grade school already Mm. so I was kind of like no I'm out of my awkward phase so now this body that I'm learning to love because I'm not in this like awkward feel weird about myself kind of going through puberty now you're gonna shit on this body like this is my new cool body why are you doing that um but in fifth grade, I like went to Disney World. And when I came back, my friends texted me in a like, they all sent me the same message that was like, we've been talking and like stuff like this. And we think that it would be embarrassing to be friends with you in middle school because like you're fat.
1: Oh so, my
3: God. So then, like that summer, I was like, uh, well, and then, like, none of them talked to me ever again. Oh, oh my God. I'm gonna it wasn't like they like bullied me oh, in middle school or anything like that. They just like never acknowledged dropped me. You.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
3: which I think I mean, I'm glad that they didn't like then bully me after. but. Yeah. Then it was, so it was very much like a what kind of like, I don't know what's going on and I don't know why my friends aren't friends with me anymore and I don't understand this and stuff like that. So thank goodness there were like a few friends that weren't really in that friend group. So I didn't feel like I had no friends at all, but it was a shock to the system where I was like, I didn't realize I was fat kind of thing. And like, now you're telling me I'm fat. Um, so it's, that was definitely like the first time, but it's, it's happened post that too. I think the high school relationship or early college relationship was the biggest one where it became public Mm. that other people knew about it and stuff like that, where I, he like started to ask other people to like help. And some people were like, yeah, okay. Oh and then God. other people were kind of like, wait, no, why are you like saying that to her and stuff like that? Well, I mean, so Chrissy has talked about how our friend group was toxic as fuck, yeah. like yes. really just horrible, horrendous, <laughs> horrible, horrible.
2: Well, I don't but, think you guys are alone in that. I think, I think yeah. a lot of a lot of friends in high school, especially girls, it's just something about yeah. girls. Unfortunately, it was it wasn't the boys the that were
3: the worst. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but I think in general, like yeah. sometimes that environment, it, it's already so toxic. And I think that when you're insecure and then you're in a group of people who are all insecure about yes. their own things yes. together, it's really easy to shit on each other. You know, it just, yeah.
3: And I mean, Chrissy and I have had this conversation many times and I will still lay awake and like regret things that I did to Chrissy and McKay and stuff like that. Almost no one else in that friend group, but mostly Chrissy (laughs) and McKay.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's the people who are worth, you know, regretting. Yeah. People we are not worth. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Emotional. Absolutely.
3: Um, Right. And I mean, I'm sure I hope everyone is doing well I just don't think that they need to be part of my journey anymore yes um but I think because Chrissy was definitely used as this punchline the person that was trying to make me the punchline thought that other people would kind of like jump on board Mm. and is when I think everyone started to realize this was when we were in college already so I think everyone started to realize like no, we're not gonna do that. And also what we were doing to Chrissy really sucked. And like, so now we need to think about all of this stuff that is going on just as a friend group in general. And like, maybe we should cool it kind of thing. Then everything imploded on itself. And Chrissy and I definitely came out on top.
1: Sure did. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do think there was a very quick um, emotional maturities change going into college where a lot of the people who were problematic, <laughs> to say the least, yeah. that we grew up with kind of had a change and, or a self-reflection. Yeah. Whether or not I care is irrelevant. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> um, but I do, there were a lot of people that had at, at some point like reached out or said, said things to me and I was like, I appreciate you saying that, like, I don't really care yeah. do anymore, like, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they, you, me, and so many other people in that um, environment were just like truly used as, as punching bags and that treatment just changed between people. Yeah. If one person was uh, for whatever reason in the, in the green that day, another person had to be. In yeah. A- mm. And
3: we were We were used against each other. Yeah. And I'm sure that everyone in that situation was going through their own struggles, but there were definitely head honchos kind of thing that were a little more manipulative about it. Um, But it was weird to be like, no, Chrissy's my best friend, especially to like my sister's friends because they were just sitting there kind of watching us really struggle with our friendship. And us being like, no, we're best friends, but I also like kind of hate her. Yeah,
1: literally. It was like we're best friends, but I don't like how we how we treat each other and we're not. I don't like how we
3: talk to each other and I don't like how we're not not nice. Like we used to be nice and like stuff like that. So it's good that we are able to like definitely take a step back and be like, is this really us or is this a situation that we're going through is this a poor reaction is this immaturity what is all of this and how can we move past it and stuff like that
1: yeah and i think a lot of it was because the people we were around including ourselves yeah our insecurities about ourselves and other people against that person yeah nothing you were never safe and we talk mm, about yeah. this a little bit. It's McKay's episode that will um, come out this week before. Yeah. Um, yeah. About how like you could um, divulge an insecurity or or a, a very personal vulnerable moment with someone, and you can share that moment, and then it was immediately used against you at some point. And yeah. so Like it was it was so toxic and horrible that like Emma was my was my best friend, but I was like afraid to share things with her.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was just, it's so weird. Again, yeah. this one's Toulouse. Um, <laughs> she might purr really loudly. It's so if cool. that becomes a problem, I apologize. Cool. Um, it's its weird that our bodies were such a big part of that. Yeah. Because mm. while all of this was happening, we cared about e- each other so much. Yes. Yeah. Like I remember going prom dress shopping with you and it was, I was like, I already have a dress. We're not even thinking about me at all today. I just want you to feel so beautiful. Like whatever we can do to make you feel like insanely beautiful and stuff like that, where it did really come back to our bodies. And we had many conversations where we were like, I just can't wear that. And that's something that I'm not allowed to do air quotes and like, or anything like that, where I think it's nice to look back and also think now that both of us are like, oh, if I want to wear that, I'm going to wear that. Yeah, mm. that's, That is going to be a piece of clothing that I put on my body and I'm going to rock it. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or says about me wearing it. If I feel good in it, then I look good in it.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. And I, I do think that um, fortunately and unfortunately, that's something that kind of comes with age a little bit. Is yeah. that you just yeah. you just sort of stop caring. Um yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it was really interesting because I um Chloe, our, our guest from a few years back, who's a, a very sweet friend of mine from my hometown who's um rather young. <laughs> yeah. Um, I
3: just listened to part of her episode today.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, she kind of brought up this this issue of of being in high school and just how, I mean, less so with, you know, people being vicious to each other and more just in, just talking so negatively about their bodies in general with each other. And I think that that really can fuel it too. I mean, it's it's very often like, um, people who self-harm. Um, I actually, I had a lot of friends who, um, who self-harmed in high school and, Mm -hmm um, would, would sort of feed off of each other in a way. And it was really, yeah, it was really difficult. And, you know, eating disorders are the same thing. It is a form of self-harm. Um, but I think that, that it's, When you surround yourself with people who either egg you on or beat you down, they enable they enable your own toxic behavior. And I think that that's what's so difficult about it. And that's, I mean, listen, if if there is a way to treat that, like (laughs) that, let that be my mission in life to like go to high schools and try to treat that symptom because. But high it's schoolers rough.
1: are so mean yeah like... i mean i'm
2: scared of high schoolers
3: too. this day like,
1: <laughs> to this i don't day. think i will ever
3: not be scared of high schoolers i no. there are some people that i know that are like oh i want to be a high school teacher and i'm like ew why <laughs> like that is
1: terrifying
3: it's an undertaking well for sure. i mean
1: i not to get so far off topic but i mean i remember being in high school and us having like assemblies about anti-bullying and us bullying the adult Speaking, I believe. Like it was like high schoolers are vicious. Yeah, they're mean, and they're mean to everyone. (laughs) Doesn't matter who you are, and that's all I have to say about that. That's (laughs) true.
3: But then when you get complimented by a high schooler, you're like, oh. I feel like because I have blue hair, and a lot of the time people are coming into the courthouse. Like when a high schooler comes in and is like, "Oh, I like your hair," I'm like, "We're friends now. We like we got this." Oh, you're you're my baby and I'm taking care of you and we got this. Whenever
1: uh, like a high schooler comes in for a prom appointment at the bridal shop. I'm yes. Like, and we, we bond. I'm like, mm, yes, yes. Yeah. This, is, this is what it's like. I'm like, like so me. proud of myself for it. When I, on the days I choose to wear a middle part and a
2: teenager comes in and is like, oh, I like your hair. And I'm like, I know because it looks like yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I think before we divulge (laughs) too much. (laughs) Before we show,
3: really
1: show our whole ass.
2: Yeah,
3: right.
1: (laughs) Um, So this one is uh, what you've touched on a bit, but has a a significant other ever commented on your body positively or negative? And how did it make you feel or react?
3: Yeah, well, so I've already talked about negatively. Yeah. Which obviously like sucks. And I'm glad I'm not in that place now. I mean, I, my boyfriend does this bit that I think is really funny and also pretty cute that anytime I like even move, he will like stare at me like he's a kid in a candy shop. And when I like take my shirt off or I'm like getting dressed, he like will perk up and like be like, oh, I'm just watching. And he'll be like, hey friends, bye friends and stuff like that. So like he- oh, so cute. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> He like has named my boobs and everything. It's it's ridiculous. So that is like a very positive thing that I have had all of these conversations with him about like how I don't always feel positive about my body. And because we have a very open relationship, all of that stuff is adorable and sweet. But I've also had people comment on my body where they think it's positive. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you're disgusting. Like, why would you ever say something like that? Where I was seeing this guy for a while and I fully broke up with him extremely publicly because he just kept talking about my body. We like were on a bar crawl and I looked good that day. I, but he like kept saying to just someone next to me, but talking to me kind of thing. Where like, she's just so tiny. Like I could just put her in my pocket and like, look at how small her like waist is, but like still has giant boobs and like stuff like that. Where I was like, I'm right here. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like you're, I have like watched from afar and you're not doing that when I'm not standing there. So you only do it as a compliment
2: to me. Oh, so like, what are you doing? thought it was for your benefit.
3: Yeah, Mm. he like truly thought he was doing something nice. But I was like, this is terrifying. You're a giant man. And you're just pointing out how like small and delicate I am. Where I'm like, okay, this feels like very predatory. And also controlling and stuff like that. Where then he like tried to give me a kiss. And I said, never touch me again and leave. And he was like, what? And I was like, I told you to fuck off. And he was like, no, seriously, like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, I don't like what you're doing. And I don't like it anymore. So don't look at me and don't talk to me. And he like called my friend and was like, can you explain what just happened? (laughs) Was like, she told me to like, be quiet about her body and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden she was like screaming at me to fuck off. And I was like, yeah, so listen to what I'm asking you to do or else you're gone. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that anymore. Yes. So it was extremely empowering. I like one of my friends that was at the bar call with me, I told like, Oh my God, he keeps like doing this. And it's so frustrating. I told him to stop. And she told, saw me telling him to leave and her and her date were like, and shots for Emma. That was amazing. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's
0: incredible. So, yeah.
3: I mean, even when someone is saying something positive, it doesn't mean it's going to feel positive. Right. Kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And also, like, that in itself, like, A, as a woman and B, as a as a human, like, yeah. it, A, it encourages a level of fat phobia. Like, look how small she is. And she's so cute. That's like, cute. like yeah. and then also, like, bring other people's attention to, like, look how frail she is and delicate. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I don't want anyone, like, coming up to me thinking I'm small and frail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially yeah at the college town that you uh went to <laughs> i know it yeah it it's like
3: i mean it's like definitely there there are too many sexual assaults and not to have that really be the focus of it but having someone say like oh i could just pick you up so easily is terrifying yeah. when you're like in this place where you're like i know the statistics for this town and like i know all of this stuff that's scary
2: and, and it's like you, so like incredibly discouraging that there are so many women that would take that as a compliment. And that I think is that's the root of the issue is that there are so many women that would be like, "Oh my god, thank you." and would like eat that shit up. And I will say right. very certainly that there was a time in my life that I would have responded Oh
3: yeah, same. Absolutely. There are I mean, if he had if he had tried this shit on me even like six months earlier I'm sure it would have gone so differently for him and for me but like just being able to kind of like step back from it and like watch it from the outside almost for myself is like I would never want to watch someone else treat a woman like that and it doesn't even matter what you're saying he could be saying like she has the prettiest eyes but saying it in such like an owning way that he would only point out to like other men like I'm here with Emma and like she's the one with the big tits or like something like that is like such a weird sentence to say and I'm like you can just say and this is Emma and like I'm standing right next to you so it's stuff like that where people can think that they're being so nice and set off so many triggers at the same time yeah. it's like a few compliments now I'm thinking about rape now I'm thinking about my eating disorder now I'm thinking about yeah. this and you think that you own me and stuff like that where I'm like you were just trying to compliment me and like thank you for trying but no you did it so poorly you yeah. have to stop
1: and it's like once again like my body is the least interesting thing about me
3: yeah Pick yeah Or like, don't say
1: anything at all. Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I've had that conversation with my current boyfriend so many times where I'm like, you compliment me on how I look all the time, but you should love me for my brain. Mm -hmm. Like, you should think that my brain is the most beautiful thing about me. And he was like, I do. I thought you knew that. He was like, I'm complimenting your body because that's the thing that you don't like, you know, you're awesome. And I was like, oh, okay, well that's like nice, but also like <laughs> um, compliment me more about like better things. Be like, better at complimenting. Just mix it up, yeah. mix it up. Um, think of some better ones. Uh, take a creative writing class, please.
2: um well this I think is kind of perfect because we've already kind of been talking about this a little bit but I would love Mm -hmm. for you to maybe expand a little bit more on um this next question but do do you feel over sexualized or under sexualized because of your appearance
3: yes absolutely yes um I am I am definitely over sexualized in um, every aspect of my life and I have been for such a long time I mean probably around the time that I started being friends with Chrissy is when I like really started being over sexualized I remember walking to Chrissy's house one day after middle school I was like 11 years old and a grown man like whistling at me out of his car
0: yeah.
3: and like I didn't know really what it meant I was just going through puberty and like I've always really wanted big boobs. For some reason, I just like boobs. I mean, who doesn't like boobs? Yeah. But, but like, it it has been a staple of my personality since I was, like, 12 years old. Wow. That like, people will describe me as I'm the person with big boobs. Like, to yes. this day, someone described me as that person a week ago. Yeah. And I was like, and also have blue hair. <laughs> None of our other friends have colored hair. And so it's like, there are so many other things that are even like something that I have, is still a physical appearance, but it's something that I have chosen. Mm. That is, so like, I choose to have crazy wild hair and stuff like that, but I didn't choose to have these boobs. Do I like them and do I flaunt them? Sometimes, yes, but that is my prerogative. And you guys have no, like, other people don't have any rights to kind of like choose yeah, how like sexy I am and stuff like that I mean I have to wear I have to cover up at work all the time I can't wear clothes that I would really prefer to wear those wrap tops that are so cute and also excellent for working mm-hmm. cannot wear because it's like ooh cleavage and like stuff like that where I like will have to wear a shirt underneath it that is like so high. And that yeah. really feels like middle school y to me for some reason. I okay. think it's because my mom was quick
2: far, try going up a size. In the shirts? Yes, because okay. I have the same issue. Mm-hmm. And I've started upsizing in things, which used to be really scary for me <laughs> because I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm going up a size. And that was terrifying. But yeah. um, sometimes it works. Not every shirt is going to be that way or not every right, dress yeah. is going to be that way. But sometimes like going up a size does the trick because it gives you enough extra material. The
3: more, yeah, There's the most moment of the day. Yes. Yeah. But I still about. wear them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that I'm, I'm so stubborn. So mm-hmm. like I've been sexualized my whole life and I, because I'm so stubborn and it, and it is something that I like about, like my boobs are something that I like about myself. I have taken it and turned it into, like, I will be extra sexy out of spite. Mm. Like, where I'm, like, okay, so you thought that outfit was sexy? Now look at me in this. Like, you sure. thought that shirt was low cut? I can wear this kind of thing where it's, like, and then I will do things where I I am really not going to shy away from calling someone out for saying something that is like offensive or misogynistic or anything like that and I will do it with facts so like we will be at like a frat party or a bar or something like that and I'm wearing a super low-cut thing and someone will say something about my boobs and I'll be like did you know that they cause this much back pain in women every year and I'm like you're <laughs> welcome for wearing this and stuff like that Where I'm like it just doesn't I'll, like, yell at people for falling into, like, my trap of being sexy and stuff like that,
0: mm. but it
3: really is just something that I've had to deal with mm-hmm. every day of my life since I was, like, 12. I yeah. I mean, even when I had, when I was really deep in my eating disorder, the smallest size boobs I had was a C, yeah. and I was, like, 95 pounds. It, like, it yeah. did not make sense size wise or anything like that. And I mean, I'm blessed that they look so cute and they're so round and soft, but I'm I'm allowed to only give that to the people that I want to give that to. Yeah,
1: well, and I'm not to, you know, keep harping on our lovely high school experience, but Emma, Emma and I were probably two of the people from our high school that like out of our friend group who did have bigger boobs. Right. And it was yeah. always commented on. Um, always always commenting. i mean and frankly like touched uh, without consent a lot of the, time. Lot of the time yeah i yeah. experienced that too my um
2: my high school like theater professor mm-hmm. once we were doing in town Mm -hmm. Um, and for those of you that are unfamiliar with musical theater you're basically the the lead uh, the female lead of that show there's kind of a running gag about how huge her boobs are Mm -hmm. or like it's like kind of a whole thing is that like she's Mm -hmm. drop dead gorgeous and her tits are out and he during an audition process put me up on stage and had every single boy who was auditioning for this one part stare at my boobs while delivering this part, like this scene, like doing this scene. And it was like, just me. And I have kind of a complicated relationship with this because not just this specific instance, but like being sexualized in general. And of course we're like running out of time, but (laughs) but we'll we'll talk about (laughs) it. But I have a really interesting experience with this because- I have kind of always enjoyed being sexualized. And yeah, I do, I mean, I don't know yeah. that that's like a great thing. <laughs> but like I I had I had a lot of arguments with my stepmom growing up who also was really well endowed <laughs> and yeah she was very concerned that older men, namely like adult men, were gonna be noticing me at a really young age in a way that was really inappropriate and could potentially get me into trouble. She was totally coming from the right place. But I think because I didn't experience a ton of attention from boys up until I was in high school, Right, the thought of men paying attention to me because of a physical attribute was really appealing to me from a very young age. I think because yeah. I was getting this, like, no, you can't wear that out of the house because you're going to get unwanted attention. And I was like, well, who said it was unwanted? And <laughs> I think that, like, maybe there's something that's a little bit problematic about that. But yeah. I just think, do that you think that you still feel that way? I I love getting attention for my boobs I I just do and I I am like maybe, maybe the only person that I know who's like that except for oh. maybe a, a mutual friend of ours but yeah <laughs> but you know like I I think in general it's such a tricky thing because yeah. everybody feels differently about how they want how they want people to approach them yeah general Mm -hmm. and and you know for some people and I think actually for most people and even me a lot of the time I'm like "Mm, maybe don't comment on my body like maybe just yeah and that doesn't need to be the first thing at the very Mm -hmm. least yeah it
3: doesn't have to be the first thing I think that I I I like getting attention from my boobs I definitely put them out there I mean I'm currently wearing lightning bolts on my nipples like I put them out there (laughs) like um i think that i like appreciation of them Mm. and not objectification of them oh love that like like saying your boobs look gorgeous or like the way that they fit in that dress is Mm. perfect or something like that but like when someone is like oh i want to motorboat you i'm like Mm. no thank you sir that is not (laughs) no so it's like, you can appreciate me and say like, oh, that's really sexy without being like, I need you or like, I'm going to do this thing to you where it's yeah. like, then it's not my control. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I would actually agree pretty strongly with that. Cause Sierra, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this yes, we have. recently. Um, Cause I don't necessarily like being sexualized as a person. And I also like to put my boobs out there, but because, um, For the longest time I I, they were the only thing that made me feel sexy they're not that way anymore Mm -hmm. but they definitely are helpful in that way yeah and I think there was a benefit where we went to a college that was rather um unthreatening in that way yes um we didn't have a lot of um just just be honest a lot of straight men at our college (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so I would go to a party and my tits would be out and I was only met with like that kind of response. Like, yeah, Damn, you look so good. Like, yeah. oh my yeah. God. And it made me feel really good. But the moment I go out of my house and like, I'm just wearing a regular V-neck just cause like, that's what I'm I'm wearing. Yeah. And people are like whistling at me or call, cat calling me or even commenting casually. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing this for you. Like, this is not what we're right. um, Yeah, And so that I think is like, where I also draw the line is like, the objectification is like not, makes me feel self like very self-right. Yeah. Because
3: I'm not an object. I'm a human being. And you can appreciate me for all my lovely assets. Yeah. But they don't become objects just because they're my assets.
2: Yeah. And and maybe like in in addition to that, I think maybe um my like sort of childhood fantasy of that experience and and my own personal actual experience has always been um namely enjoying being sexualized by people that I know, mm. um, yeah. which is a very different experience than being cat called or objectified yeah. or sexualized yes. by people that you don't know, because yeah. that's really uncomfortable. And that's something that pisses yeah. me off for sure. Yeah. So it's just yeah. it's nuanced. Yeah. It's, so yeah nuanced. it's
3: totally nuanced and it, and it will change within the moment. Yeah. Like I can be like, I'm super sexy and I'm so amazing. And I love this and appreciate my body. And then someone can look at me like in a weird way. And I'm like, I want nothing to do with anyone. And I'm a, I'm a fly on the wall. Like, don't look at me and stuff like that. So it, it changes within the mood or the vibe of what is going on. Mm -hmm. Like being sexualized is fun. Like I'm a woman with a sex drive. I don't want to be like seen as like a mother figure all the time. I want to be seen as like this sexy young thing. Yeah. But just when I also am reciprocating that, when I have say in it kind of thing.
1: Oh yes, beautifully said. Um, and I think this is a great little segue for our last question, which actually makes me really sad because yeah. I really love this conversation. I know. I, um, know. I feel like I could talk for hours. I and I usually yeah. do. <laughs> well, we'll probably have you back on, but to wrap everything up, what are three things that you do love about your body?
3: Okay. Well, I've touched on some of them. I definitely love my boobs Amen. and specifically how circular they are. For some reason, they feel very disc like, and I like that. Um, what else do I like? I really like my eyes. My eyes have little freckles on them, and I didn't know that your eyes could have freckles on them, but the fact that my eyes have freckles on them is so cool to me. So I like those a lot. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: about, like, oh, can I branch out into just like myself, or does yeah, it have to be yes, that? Anything, anything. Okay. So I'll finish off with a just myself. I really like that I'm stubborn. I know that that is a thing that people can kind of like use as like a, oh, you're stubborn. But um, it reminds me that I stand up for myself and what I believe in and will not take what I deem as an incorrect answer. I will not stand for that. So being stubborn has really gotten me a lot of places in this world. So I'm going to continue doing that. And I love that about myself
2: when I would, I'm sure I would argue, I mean, I don't, I don't know you that well, but I would argue <laughs> probably why
1: you're in the field that you're in. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. it must be an Aries thing because I, <laughs> yeah. over the last week, someone asked me like, what is something you really like about yourself? Like about your personality? And I also said that I'm stubborn because yeah, it means that I stick up for myself. That's yeah. amazing.
3: We are fiery people. Yes. And I like to say that instead of crazy, which I accept crazy too. I, I mean, like I am a little, a little crazy, but Isn't. I like to say we're just, yeah. I think it's all about like accepting the word for the positive aspects of it. Yes. for that, I like being stubborn. Yeah.
2: Amazing. Well, thank yeah. you so much. This has been thank so Thank you wonderful. for
3: having me. I yeah. this.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I
3: can't wait to show it off
1: and tell all of my friends. Please. Thank you. (laughs) Um, well, I just have to say, thank you so much. I love you. And we've been through so much together in our lives. And I'm really excited that, um, we got to like share this because there's things that I knew about you and there's some things that I learned, which is always exciting in in long friendships, but, um, thank you everyone else for listening. We honestly would be nowhere without you all. Um, So thank you so much for supporting and uh, thank you for continuing to tune in. Yes, thank you guys. And remember all shades of gray are beautiful. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.